0: It's April the 25th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the Bible Bus. We hopped on the Bible Bus on January the 1st and here we are late in the month of April and we are still tooling our way along and we've come to 1 Samuel chapter 7, 8 and 9. Now, before I jump into this, let me tell you there are two ways in which you can really help us, really help us. And they're simple. I hope every person watching this video will do it number one you can like these videos very simple on facebook you just click on the like button and it's very simple on youtube and it's very simple on rumble it makes a great difference in fact if you do like these videos i'd appreciate it if you click that like button every single day and, and i'll tell you why in just a moment the other thing you can do is you can subscribe to the youtube channel keep believing youtube channel or the Keep Believing Rumble channel. Now, on YouTube, I think now we've got over 2,200 people who've subscribed to our channel. That's fantastic. Now, we just started Rumble, so the number of subscribers is much smaller. And by the way, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. You can unsubscribe anytime you want. There's no money involved. All it means is that by subscribing to the channel, every time we post a new video, you'll you'll receive a notification. Here's the deal, and I, I'm not much of a scientist, like as in no scientist at all, but I know this much, that the more people who like a video, that the quicker that video gets boosted up so other people will see it, and the more subscribers to a channel, the more that channel is boosted, so people out there on the internet, they'll run across these Keep Believing videos. So if you want to help us, one thing you can do is to like each video, and then to subscribe to YouTube or to Rumble, Helps us a great deal. Now today, 1 Samuel 7, 8, and 9. Remember, our simple outline of 1 Samuel is Samuel chapters 1 through 7. So we're going to be done with that today. Then Saul 8 through 15, we're going to start that section. Later on, we're going to get to David chapter 16 through 31. Here's what to look for. Chapter 7, an amazing victory. And pay attention because there's a line from a hymn, or at least a, well, you'll know when I, when I get there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Chapter seven and then chapter eight, they want a king. They shouldn't have asked for one. It didn't work out the way they wanted, but God's going to give them a king. In chapter nine, we're going to be introduced to Saul. So here we go. First Samuel chapter seven. So the people of Kiriath-Jerim came for the ark of the Lord and took it to Abinadab's house on the hill. They consecrated his son Eliezer to take care of it. Time went by until 20 years had passed since the ark had been taken to Kiriath-Jerah. Then the whole house of Israel longed for the Lord. Samuel told them, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, get rid of the foreign gods and the ashtoreths that are among you. Set your hearts on the Lord and worship only Him. Then He will rescue you from the Philistines. So the Israelites removed the Baals and the ashtoreths and only worshiped the Lord. Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord on your behalf. When they gathered at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out in the Lord's presence. They fasted that day, and there they confessed, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the Israelites at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites had gathered at Mizpah, their rulers marched up toward Israel. When the Israelites heard about it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. The Israelites said to Samuel, Don't stop crying out to the Lord our God for us so that He will save us from the Philistines. Then Samuel took a young lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on behalf of Israel and the Lord answered him. Samuel was offering this burnt offering as their Philistines approached to fight against Israel. The Lord thundered loudly against the Philistines that day and threw them into such confusion that they were defeated by Israel. Then the men of Israel charged out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, striking them down all the way to a place below Bethkar. Afterward, Samuel took a stone and set it upright between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, explaining, The Lord has helped us to this point. So the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israel's territory again. The Lord's hand was against the Philistines all of Samuel's life. The cities from Ekron to Gath, which they had taken from Israel, were restored. Israel even rescued their surrounding territories from Philistine control. There also was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel throughout his life. Every year he would go on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah and would judge Israel at all these locations. Then he would return to Ramah because his home was there. He judged Israel there and he built an altar to the Lord there. 1 Samuel 8. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges over Israel. His firstborn son's name was Joel and his second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. However, his sons did not walk in the ways, did not walk in his ways. They turned toward dishonest profit, took bribes and perverted justice. So, all the elders of Israel gathered together and went to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, "Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Therefore, appoint a king to judge us the same as all the other nations have." When they said, Give us a king to judge us, Samuel considered their demand wrong. So he prayed to the Lord. But the Lord told him, Listen to the people and everything they say to you. They have not rejected you. They have rejected me as their king. They are doing the same thing to you they have done to me since the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, abandoning me and worshiping other gods. Listen to them, but solemnly warn them and tell them about the customary rights of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all the Lord's words to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, These are the rights of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and put them to his use in his chariots, on his horses, or running in front of his chariots. He can appoint them for his use as commanders of thousands or commanders of fifties, to plow his ground and reap his harvest, or to make his weapons of war and the equipment for his chariots. He can take your daughters to become perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He can take your best fields, vineyards, and olive orchards and give them to His servants. He can take a tenth of your grain and your vineyards and give them to His officials and servants. He can take your male servants, your female servants, your best cattle, and your donkeys and use them for His work. He can take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves can become His servants. When that day comes, you will cry out because of the king you've chosen for yourselves, but the Lord won't answer you on that day. The people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we must have a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations. Our king will judge us, go out before us, and fight our battles. Samuel listened to all the people's words and then repeated them to the Lord. Listen to them. The Lord told Samuel, appoint a king for them. Then Samuel told the men of Israel, each of you go back to your own city. First Samuel chapter 9. There was a prominent man of Benjamin named Kish, son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bechorah, son of Aphiah, son of a Benjamin. He had a son named Saul, an impressive young man. There was no one more impressive among the Israelites than he. He stood a head taller than anyone else. One day, the donkeys of Saul's father Kish wandered off. Kish said to his son Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go look for the donkeys. Saul and his servant went through the hill country of Ephraim and then down, then through the region of Shalisha, but they didn't find him. They went through the region of Sha'alim, nothing. Then they went through the Benjamite region, but still didn't find him. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, come on, let's go back or my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and start worrying about us. Look, his servant said, there's a man of God in this city who is highly respected. Everything he says is sure to come true. Let's go there now maybe he'll tell us which way we should go suppose we do go saul said to his servant what do we take the man? the food from our packs is gone and there's no gift to take to the man of god what do we have the servant answered saul here i have a little silver i'll give it to the man of god and he will tell us which way we should go Formerly in israel a man who was going to inquire of god would say come let's go to the seer for the prophet of today was formerly called the seer good Saul replied to his servant, Come on, let's go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they were climbing the hill to the city, they found some young women coming out to draw water and asked, Is the seer here? The woman answered, Yes, he's ahead of you. Hurry, he just now entered the city because there is a sacrifice for the people at the high place today. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him before he goes. Uh, to the high place to eat the people won't eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice after that the guests can eat go up immediately you can find him now so they went up toward the city saul and his servant were entering the city when they saw samuel coming toward them on his way to the high place now the day before saul's arrival the lord had informed samuel at this time tomorrow i will send you a man from the land of benjamin anoint him ruler over my people israel He will save them from the Philistines because I have seen the affliction of my people where their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul. The Lord told him, Here is the man I told you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the city gate and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel answered. Go up ahead of me to the high place and eat with me today. When I send you off in the morning, I'll tell you everything that's in your heart. As for the donkeys that wandered away from you three days ago, don't worry about them because they've been found. And who does all Israel desire but you and all your father's family? Saul responded, Am I not a Benjamite from the smallest of Israel's tribes? And isn't my clan the least important of all the clans of the Benjamite tribe? So why have you said something like this to me? Samuel took Saul and his servant, brought them to the banquet hall and gave them a place at the head of the 30 or so men had been invited. Then Samuel said to the cook, get the portion of meat that I gave you and told you to set aside. The cook picked up the thigh and what was attached to it and set it before Saul. Then Samuel said, notice that the reserved piece is set before you. Eat it because it was saved for you for this solemn event at the time I said, I've invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. Afterward, they went down from the high place to the city And Samuel spoke with Saul on the roof. They got up early, and just before dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Get up, and I'll send you on your way. Saul got up. Both he and both he and Samuel went outside. As they were going down to the edge of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell your servant to go on ahead of us, but you stay for a while, and I'll reveal the word of God to you. So the servant went on. Yesterday we had the mice and we had the cows. Now we got donkeys. I mean, how the donkeys end up in that village? God sent them there. They went wandering. <laughs> donkeys. We, You know, donkeys do have a way of getting lost. When I was a, boy growing up in a small town in northwest Alabama my dad who was a, a doctor but had been raised on a farm in Mississippi loved to have different animals around And for quite a few years we had a, a a donkey we called him Jack the Burrow and in that small town Russellville my hometown in that small town everybody knew Jack the Burrow because he despite our best efforts or maybe in spite of our less than best efforts that like me and my brothers the donkey would get out, and he would wander all over that little town. And people would call my dad, Dr. Pritchard, we got your donkey. Better send your boys over. And more than once, uh, me and Andy or me and Alan, sometimes Ron, we'd go somewhere in that city, the little town of Russellville, and we'd find the donkey. And we'd walk him back, uh, back home and lead him right by the rope. and He'd be sometimes braying all the way. Donkeys are like that. They're kind of stubborn, and they have minds of their own. And They like to wander away just, just like they did. Uh, Kish's donkey, Saul's dad, whose donkeys wandered away. Who's in charge of all that? Donkeys are stubborn, but they do the will of God. Think about that. The mice did the will of God. The cows yesterday did the will of God. And Now the donkeys do the will of God. We've got a lot to talk about about Saul. He doesn't and we're going to say tomorrow he's not really thinking that he's the right man for this job and the israelites the jews they were wrong to ask for a king and but god gave them a king anyway we're going to It's more about that to come but let us just say again today what we said yesterday can we be at least as smart as the mice and the cows and the donkeys do not be stubborn and fight against the lord Do what God calls you to do. If you do that, it'll be a good and God-blessed day. Come on back tomorrow. This story is just getting better and better, and you won't believe what's going to happen tomorrow. Go out and have a great day. God bless, folks. We'll see you back here tomorrow.